All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, is astronomy 104? Everybody's in the right spot? I'm in the right spot? Um, if you notice, I, have the, I, do have, I do podcast my classes, so if you notice the iPod around me with the microphone, I'll have that for every class. I do record them. Uh, I put them up on iTunes, so if you miss a class, you won't get to see what was said, but if you want to go back and download and listen to an MP3 of the class, you can go do that afterwards. If you want to do that to review at some point, to go back and review, they're all put up on iTunes free of charge, so you can access any class lecture that you've got. And I'll show you a little bit about that a little bit later. Um, pass out the syllabus here and give over the basic information here. Two, three. Thank you, sir. I think. Whoops. Oh, I guess she's going that way. <laughs> Wasn't sure where you were heading. And one, two, and I think I got everybody there. So but the basic information up here for the class and really essentially today, uh, lectures will really start on Wednesday. I have a bunch of information to give you and go over that will take uh, most of the hour right now. So there you go, ma'am. There you go. There you go. Yep. So. Uh, basic information, contact information for me, office hours are all up here. Um, my office is in Blocker Hall here downstairs, uh, just about down below the back corner of this building. So if you go down one and into the bay, I'm sort of down underneath the back corner of this, of this room. Um, office phone number is there as well, uh, email. If you need to get a hold of me, uh, those are two ways you can leave, you can leave me a message. Uh, email is usually better. I only teach one or two classes on campus. Most of my classes are online. So I'm not always here. If you need to get a hold of me at some point, it's usually a, a lot quicker to get a hold of me by email than it is by phone. I mean, if you email me later on a Monday, I might not get the thing till get a message till Wednesday. So if you really need to get a hold of me or if there's something, do email me. I get those immediately. So I will see, I will see those right away. Office hours I have scheduled right after class time here. So you can also come in. Uh, those who were here earlier, I'm usually here 15 to 20 minutes up in the classroom here before class. So if you have questions, you can stop by early. If you don't have an 8 o'clock class that you have to go to first, stop by early, stay after class, or I'm also available those specific times. Uh, textbook, and I didn't double check, but should be available in the bookstore, is A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. Uh, it's the seventh edition that we're using right now, and it's bundled with the planetarium software that we'll use. Now, most of the labs for this class will be doing in class. That's convenient that you'll have it, that it bundles it with it, that if you have to miss a class for some reason, you'll still have access to the software to do a lab outside of class. So that's all a bundle. The book comes with bundled with the Starry Night software and everything, and um, I believe Mastering Astronomy, which I don't specifically use, but some students find it useful as a, as a resource. The other piece of equipment that you should have is the Galileo scope. And that is actually a small telescope that we'll build. It's a couple, couple inch in diameter telescope that we'll build as one of our labs. So you do need that. Um, you don't need it until Later in the semester, I'll let you know the exact date when we get to our unit on telescopes. That'll be the lab for the week, is we'll be bringing those in and putting them together. But you want to make sure you have it. Just keep it someplace where you won't, won't lose it, won't forget about it, and then we'll take care of it. And I'll let you know well in advance as to when we're actually going to do that specific lab. So those are the things that you need, actually, for the, for the class. Um, 
I'll scroll through most of the rest of the information here. Course description. You've all seen that already when you registered for the course. Just basically goes through what we're going to be talking about. Uh, there's two astronomy classes that we offer. One is the planets. Uh, this one is everything else. So we go through some of the same material that we've taken, we cover in planetary. We do talk about the planets for a week. But really we're working on stars and how stars go through their lives. And we talk about galaxies, black holes, the Big Bang, all of that kind of stuff that really covers everything else in the, in the universe. So all sorts of things that we'll be covering there. Learning outcomes, essentially what we expect you to be able to do by the time the class is over. Now I did say, for, to scroll down to textbook here, uh, textbook editions. Uh, the seventh edition is what we're using. That's what the bookstore will have. If you have an older version, sixth edition didn't change all that much from the seventh. I mean, there's certainly new discoveries in astronomy all the time. But if you have an older edition or you know somebody who took the class back when we were using the sixth edition a year or two ago, it'll work just fine. Chapters pretty much line up. There's some new updated material, so the updated one is a lot nicer. But it'll work fine if you happen to have that if you happen to have an older, older version. Plus I know that they're, how much are they, 160, 170-ish? Yeah, they get up there. Uh, office hours, I've already uh, mentioned to you, uh, given you the information there. Again, most of the time with the, with the traditional classes like this, people will come in before class or catch me after class or send me an email. Those are the best ways to, to, get, a hold, to get a hold of me. All right, on the second page for communications for email when you are sending me an email. Uh, make sure you're using your Hawkmail account or the internal D D2L account. Um, for privacy reasons, we're not supposed to communicate through Gmail accounts, AOL account, anything else that you have that you want to use. Uh, set up your Hawkmail. Now, if you want to forward your Hawkmail to something else, you can, but I'm only supposed to reply to your Hawkmail address or the D2L, the internal email, one of the classes that, that, one of the emails that Hack has given you. So make sure you're using that. If you don't have your Hawkmail activated, you'll want, it, you'll want to get that done so you can do it because if I send out any information, that's where I'm sending it to. That's the email that I have on file for, for everybody. So really any communications about the class, I need, I need to come through that. Which gives me my first assignment here. Already? Fuck. It's extra credit. All right, there we go. Extra credit assignment. First, first, the first thing off the bat, and that's why I mentioned Hawkmail. Part of it is sending me an email from your Hawkmail account, just so that I know that they're up and working and that I have a way to, to get a hold of you. So that's one of the things that I ask you to do. Four, three, one, two. So, actually it's not the first thing it says on here, this actually says something else on it. But one of the things that I ask you to do is to send an email from your Hawkmail account. The other thing that I ask you to do is to subscribe to a set of podcasts that I do. Um, I've given you the big long links there. You really don't want to sit down and type those things in. Um, only way I could easily put them up on a sheet that I'm printing out to you. But if you go to iTunes, if you have that installed, uh, go to iTunes and search the iTunes store for my last name, Wagner, and astronomy. Everything will come up there and it makes it a lot easier than trying to type in that big long 
URL to, to access it. And there are two here. There are two here that I would recommend you, you um, sign up for. The one is the, well, the one I ask you to for this is the photo of the day, which is, where's my pointer here? Photo of the day is going to be this one right here with the camera. Make sure you look at it. When you click on it, it should say photo of the day 2014. Those are the current ones that I'll be putting up every, every day. So there's other ones. There's photo of the day from last year, 2011, 2012. There's, there's older ones too. If you really want to go listen to old ones, you can. But the only one you need to listen to, need to subscribe to is this one. So you just click on subscribe. It'll automatically add it into your iTunes under, it'll add a podcast link and it'll automatically subscribe and download the newest episode. It's all free, so there's no charge for any. You're not going to get charged 99 cents for every one that you download. They're all absolutely free. I wish I got 99 cents for every one they download. But no, they're all, all absolutely free. The other one that you want to, if you want to be able to access the class lectures, you'll see two stellar astronomy ones. You can subscribe to one of those. Either one will work. One will say fall of 2014. That'll have some basic lectures going over the class and it's where I'll put the live lectures from this, from this class. There's one that'll say, is it complete or archives? I don't remember exactly what I called it. But there's another one that has everything. So if you want to hear what I lectured about last year or two years ago, they're all on there. So you may not want to have to download all of that and you certainly don't need to. The current one would be, would be sufficient if you want to be able to jump ahead. If you want to listen to my lectures ahead from a year ago, they'll change a little bit. Things change in astronomy. But you can also, you have that option. So you can subscribe, subscribe to any you want to, but those are the two that I ask you to do. And that's what the extra credit assignment is, is just subscribing to those. I take you on your word. It's not going to tell me that so-and-so subscribed. So I take you on your word that you subscribed. Send me an email from your Hawkmail account to my hack account that just says you subscribed. I send you back a small picture file for you to submit on D2L. I do some submissions on D2L, so it gives you a little bit of practice doing, doing that as well. So there's three things that are involved in this. You can read through the rest of the instructions there, but one is to go on iTunes and subscribe to at least the Photo of the Day podcast. I strongly recommend the class one as well. Send me the email from your Hawkmail account, and I'll send you back a file. You put that in the Dropbox under the extra credit assignment, and you get 15 points. Now, speaking of that, how many people have never used D2L for a class before? Has everybody been on? A couple people who have not really used much? Okay. I do use D2L for some parts of the class, including that you can do submissions there. You can submit homework assignments. You can submit assignments on there, which is nice because my deadlines are 6 in the morning, so you can actually work on them like if an assignment was due today. No, there's nothing due today. If it was due today, you'd actually have till 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to submit it. So some people who like to work up till 3 and 4 in the morning on assignments can do so without it being late. So let me go in and show you D2L here. Let's go on and go into, if you go into my hack, and you should come up with my hack. There's a desire to learn link that'll be over towards the left hand side. Just click on that. If you're in my hack, that'll automatically log you right in. And that'll take you into D2L. 
And as it loads there, it'll come up with all the classes that you're taking for fall of 2014. So it'll have all your classes listed. Probably they won't all be astronomy. Hopefully they're not all astronomy. But you'll have all of those classes that, are, that you're taking there. And there will be a link for this one, which in this case is this class right here, second from the bottom. And if you click on that, it'll actually take you into the D2L shell for the course. And we'll wait for it to load as everybody's busy the first day. And it will come up. I've got a little welcome note there. You will also find that the sheets that I've already given you, the syllabus, are all available on here. So if you lose the syllabus, if you lose a homework assignment sheet, if you lose something else, it's all up here that you can go get a copy. So you don't need to get frustrated when you're trying to finish that homework at 3 in the morning and lost it. You can go back and at least get a, get a, get a copy of it. Now, the way you can do this to submit something under assessments here. So what you're going to do for this one is you're going to assessment and Dropbox. And that'll come up with these set of assignments here. And it will come up with the extra credit assignment here, which is not yet opened. I have to reactivate that. If you just click on the extra credit assignment, it'll open up a box. It'll allow you to attach a submission. You're just going to attach the file that I sent to you just to show that you got it and that you're able to submit here so that if you ever decide to submit a homework through here, if you decide to submit anything else, a lab or something else through here, I know that everybody's done it, that you've had a little bit of experience doing that. So you just click on that, upload your assignment, and send it off to me. And the nice thing with that is that it's date and time stamped. We know exactly when it was received, so there's no, uh, no complaints over whether it's early or late or whatever. It's, it's actually up there. At the, we have exactly what time, you, what time you submitted it. All right, so that's what you do. That's your first assignment. And I didn't put due dates. Uh, those who've taken my classes before, I'll have due dates up there starting on Wednesday. So I'll have all the due dates will be up on the board each day. So you'll know this will be due next Monday. So you've got a week to do it. You have a week to do anything. So if, there, if your Hawk mail isn't active or you've got to get that done, you've got some time to go ahead and go ahead and do that. Questions? Nope. Alrighty. Alright, well, let's head back to the syllabus here then. Oh, let's see. Syllabus, syllabus, there it is. So, assignments, all the fun stuff, right? Um, first assignments I mentioned up there are the exams. Get it out of the way first, you know that they're coming. Um, I do have four exams during the class. Used to do two, I've split it up to four. I think it works a little bit better, it focuses you on just those three chapters. So it's essentially every three chapters there's going to be an exam. So every three to four weeks during the class, we'll have one exam. They're worth 50 points each. There's multiple choice, true, false, fill in the blank, essay. Uh, essays for me are short answer in that it takes a sentence, two sentences, a paragraph to answer, not essay pages upon pages of, of work. And so that's those four, four exams. For those, I'm going to give you the first set here, but this is another paper that is also on D2L for you. And this is for chapter zero. Yes, our textbook does start at chapter zero, not chapter one. So when you look at that. But chapter zero, this is what I've done is I've gone through the chapter and I've picked out some of the key points and written them up as a bunch of questions for you. 
keep these. I do recommend, it doesn't hurt to go through and not to formally answer them. I'm not grading them. I'm not giving you answers to them. But it does not hurt to take them and sketch in an answer here that maybe there's some key word you want to know or a quick sentence that you want to write on it. When you do the exams, you can bring these with whatever you've written on them. Don't add extra pages to them. Whatever you can write on them is fine. So you, for the first chapter, you can pre, I've given you zero. You can print out one and two online. They're in each unit. And you can bring those in with whatever notes you write on them. So if you want to answer all these, and you can use those as a reference during the, during the exam. So some people find that helps. Sometimes it helps when you've got a key word there that you're doing a fill in the blank and the word just completely loses you. Maybe you've got it written on there. Maybe you'll find it and help you with that. So I'm not going to keep handing these out. They are on D2L for you. So I'm not going to hand them out each chapter. I'll let you, I'm giving you the first one just to let you know that they're there. But you can print them out. Some people bring them to lecture and take you know, notes on them there, try to fill in answers as they go. Uh, other people will do it when they're reviewing. So it doesn't hurt and it's a great reference for you to have when you're looking, when you're working on the, on the exams. All right, final exam is the same. Final exam is comprehensive in that it will cover the entire course. What I do is your final exam is in two parts. There's one part that is material from your first four exams. So you don't have to go back and study chapter zero and chapter one. You just got to study the exam. So chapter zero, one, and two, study that exam. You'll see it and typically the questions are identical. I pull questions off that and give them back to you again. So usually the first half of the exam people do real good on. They've seen all the questions before. They've had time to go over and look at them. That'll be 100 points of your final. The other 100 will be the last section of the course, the material that you had not been tested on yet. So the last four chapters or so worth. So that's how I'll split up the final. All right, labs and activities. Um, labs, we have lab, lab is on Friday. So today we meet for an hour, well 50 minutes. Wednesday we meet for an hour. On Friday, you're stuck with me for two hours. So we meet from 9 to, nine to 10 for lecture class, then 10 to 11, 10, you know, you know the exact times, uh, 10 to 11 for lab. So we stay right after, and then we'll do, have the lab class afterwards. Uh, there's typically one each week, uh, typically worth 10 to 20 points depending on the depending on the, on the work. Some of them will use the Starry Night program. I find a typo already here. I'm still listing the Sky on this syllabus. I have to change that. Sky was an old computer program that we used. We now use Starry Night uh, for many of the classes. So it's the Starry Night program. It's the, so if you're confused, if you get, don't get the Sky with it, you don't need that. That's not the one that we're actually using here. The one that's bundled with your textbook is correct. There'll be some of those. There'll be some that are pen and paper activities. Uh, there'll be some more formal labs where you actually uh, we look at the spectrum of different elements. So we have spectral tubes and we have some equipment out that you'll actually use. So there's various things that we'll do. That will normally be done on Friday, barring that anything you know, changes. We have changes to schedule that I have to adjust things. We might have to do a lab on a different, a different day. All right. Next, easy points, attendance. I'm no good with, I'm, I'm, I'm good at learning names. I'll, I'll know you all by halfway through the semester. Um, so I'll, I'll know everybody then by name and be able to hand papers back. But I'm real good at butchering names. So I try, I don't take attendance, but I take attendance. I have a sign up sheet. So I will pass that around now. 
This is the only time I pass it around is the first day. Normally what you'll do is it'll be right by the door as you come in. I just leave it right on the table there. You just sign in. I do count, so don't sign in your friend. If I have 15 people here and 20 signatures, I know that something's wrong. So don't sign in. Don't sign in someone who's not here just for the credit. I do, I do look at that. But that's three points for each class. So 120 points or 10% of your grade just for being here encourages people to be here. But you also have, there's 45 class meetings. I think it might be 44, something about that in this semester. So there's a few extra classes. And you can actually get a couple points of extra credit if you're here continuously. So if you don't miss a day, you're actually going to have more than 120 points on attendance. You get to keep those points. So if you're here every day, what that also means is that if you miss a day, if you're really sick, we don't want you here. You know, your classmates don't want you here. I probably don't want you here. If you're, you know, if you're home throwing up, we st stay there. We don't want you here. But you don't also lose anything because you're still going to be able to get your, perfect, your full score on attendance. It's not going to hurt you. You get a certain number of days, it's like four to five days, that it'll automatically, before it actually starts deducting your attendance grade. So you can get extra credit on it if you happen to be here every day. Or, but if you happen to miss, have to miss a day or two, it's not going to hurt you either. I also mark that for attendance for late. So I start class, I try to start class at 9. I try to end class at 9.50. I'm not one who will try to drag you out and talk five more minutes or ten, because I know half of you are trying to run to a 10 o'clock class that's all the way across campus, right, over in Whitaker or something that you're trying to rush to. So I try to end at 9.50. Doesn't mean I won't go a minute or two over sometimes or let you out a minute or two early, but usually pretty, pretty close. But I do count you, but I start on time, so I count you. Once it, once it comes in, I mark that sheet that you're late. Sign in if you come in later, you know, if the door's shut, which I usually do because the chemistry people across and us, it gets a little distracting when they're lecturing. And if you're close to the door or their, their people are close to the door, they hear me lecturing. So I try to keep the door shut for that reason, just to keep that down. Knock on the door. Don't slam a bam on it. Just knock lightly. I'll come and open it. Sign in. And you still get credit for being here. You get two of the three points that you would have gotten if you're late. So if you're late occasionally, it's not going to hurt you. If you're late continuously, it'll, it'll make a big difference. All right. So that's attendance. And again, that will be up over as you come in. I will remind you for the first week that it's there to sign in. I'll probably put it up on the board. Don't forget to sign in because eventually by, you know, November, it's a habit. And you're, if I forget the sheet, you're looking for it. Where's the sign-in sheet? But early on, it takes a while to get in that habit of signing in as, as you come in. All right, so lots of points there already. Uh, more, again, attendance is easy points, so make sure you're here because usually people get you know, 95 to 105% of the points there. So that helps your grade. It's certainly not going to hurt you. If you're getting 60% on attendance, not only is the attendance grade going to hurt you, but you're missing a lot of class is going to hurt as well. All right, we're getting there. Lots of papers to give out the first. I normally don't give you this many. But again, all of these are up on, except for the attendance sheet, all these are up on D2L for you. All right, so the next one is homework. There are eight homework assignments about every other week covering two chapters. So I'm giving you the first one now. It won't be due for two weeks. So either I'll look at the dates and look at how we go. It'll either be due the end of next week 
or the beginning of the following, following, following week. One, two, three. So I'll give you an exact due date on it, but you've got a minimum of a, of a it'll be a minimum of a week and a half before it's due. Because I just want to make sure I don't like to have you have to turn in the assignments before I've had a chance to to talk about them. So there's homework questions. A lot of these come from the textbook or are based on problems in the textbook. So a lot of the material is there. You will see some math questions on here. So don't if you're not, if you're not the math person, don't worry about it too much. Um, it's all set. Here, I'll take it. I don't lose it. Thank you. Um, the only place you see the math questions like this are going to be either on the homework assignments or perhaps on the labs. So you'll see a couple here that involve calculations, mainly numbers 5 and 10. Try them your best. If you have questions, come see me before or after class. I'll be happy to you know, try to walk you through and get you started on them. But you won't see them on an exam. Those will not be one of your essay questions on an exam, won't be doing this calculation. I do not do those on exams, I do not do them on quizzes or anything else. You will see them on homework, you might see some calculations in labs. Well there again, it's not so bad I'm here to walk around and help you. So there will be some calculations involved there, but not on, not on the quizzes or the exams. So this will be due, and again I'll give you dates starting uh, Wednesday, next time when we come back. Uh, probably do about a week and a half. So if we do well, it would be due the end of next week. Otherwise, it would probably be due after Labor Day. Probably be due on the 3rd. Would probably be my most likely estimate for when that will be due right now. On the homeworks, I do grade them on your attempt for the most part. About two-thirds of the grade is for trying it. If you tried and made a reasonable attempt that you just didn't write down, I have no clue, that's not a reasonable attempt. You know, but if you made an attempt at it and you get the wrong answer, I'll mark you wrong and I may make a comment on your homework, but you still get the most of the credit for having tried it. Now if you give me a blank question, if you have number five and it's blank, then I can't give you any credit for it. So make an attempt, do the best you can on it, and usually grades, if you answer all the questions, range from low grades are like 11 or 12 out of 15. If you've tried every question, you know, you may be really bad, you might get an 11 or a 12, or up to 14, up to 14 something, up to 15. If you start skipping questions, that's when you start getting homework grades that are in the sevens and sixes, and you start missing a lot of questions because each, each question is worth a point and a half, and if you skip three of them, all of a sudden you're down four and a half points just to start. So make an attempt on all of them, and these are another good review because I often use something similar to these, again, excluding the math questions, for your essay questions on the uh, exams. And on these, I should say, I've had, I've had, I get a variety of answers. I get people who try to answer them in a word or a sentence. It's tough to answer most of these in one word or one sentence. I get people who have written me two pages on a question, handwritten two pages on a question. That, that's too much. You don't need, usually you can answer these in about a paragraph. You know, five, six sentences is usually sufficient. So you don't need to go into too much detail, um, but you usually need about that much. If you try to answer it in just one sentence, it's a little bit hard to really answer, fully answer everything that I give you. So that's the first homework. Questions yet? No mad stampede for the door, right? No! Alright. A couple more papers to give you. Now the other stuff that I'm giving you, this next one is getting ahead a little bit. But I like to give you everything out at the beginning. So I will talk a little bit about this uh, more. 
later in the class. But this is another assignment that I give, which is an article review, which has you go to an astronomy magazine, Astronomy, Sky and Telescope, uh, Discover Works has some nice articles in it. Read an, read an astronomy article and write me a review of it. There you go. Now the review is not a 10 page research paper. The review is about two to three double, double space pages so it's really not, it's not that long. But I'm looking for very specific things in it so make sure you read this and go through this when you're doing them. Uh, what I will put up is I will put up some sample articles up on D2L that you can use. You're welcome to use their all sky and telescope articles, a bunch of ones from the last couple years that are real nice for this. You're welcome to use those. You're welcome to go over to the library here and if you find the newest issue of Sky and Telescope, I don't have all the newest articles up there yet, but if you find the newest article, if there's something there that interests you, use that. If you're using something outside of that, if you're trying to use like a website, be very, very careful. You can use them. I don't have a problem with it. Some of them have nice articles on them. Others have a lot of news. You know, the greatest new news in astronomy, which is, you know, usually a short paragraph or two with some pictures, that's not what I'm looking for. Magazine article, typically in astronomy is about five, six pages. If you look in astronomy or sky and telescope, lots of that is pictures. It's astronomy class, lots of pretty pictures so you don't have to, you know, it's not all six pages of boring text to read. It's, it's got lots of pictures in there but that's about the size of the article that I'm looking for. If you're trying something else and you're not sure, you can email me and let me know or let me know after bring it, bring it into class or give me a link and I'll take a look at it you know, before or after class and let you know if it's acceptable for the, for the review. So I'm really looking, it's, if it's not something that's in the magazine, isn't like four or five pages, is about, about what I'm looking for. And what I look for in the, in the write-up is listed on here, there's what, five, six points that I've given you. And really, one is your source, so tell me what the article was. Make sure I can identify the article, the author, the title. Uh, some people like to do that as a reference. I don't require any specific formatting, so you don't have to write it in MLA format or anything at the end. But as long as you give me a paragraph that says this was the article and this was the dates and these were the pages so that I can, if I have to go look it up, if it's not one I'm familiar with, I have a way to go find it and see the article because there may be something I need to, need to check on it. So give me that. That's your first part, which is six point of it. So really just giving me a link to the article gets you six points on the review. Number two, ask me why you picked the article. Because it looked interesting and had pretty pictures isn't sufficient. You know, give me some, maybe it ties into something that you know, you know, something about the moon that we talked about in class or something that you did with your family or you know, you used to look and do this with your grandfather or with a child or something, you know, something that may, maybe this is, brings something to mind. Write me a paragraph, meaning a couple, a few sentences on why you picked that specific article. What, what brought it to your attention? Uh, number three is the one everybody likes. Summarize the article. I often get paid people who will go on two and three pages summarizing the article because that's the easy part, right? I'm just summarizing what they already said. You really only need a paragraph or two. Just give me the high points of the article. What did they, what were they talking about? Still, that's eight points of your article, of your review there. Uh, number four is the big one. Although it's still eight points, but what did you think of the article? And often what I'll get is people will write me two pages on the summary of the article. And then they'll write me two sentences. Oh, I thought it was a cool article or this, and they'll write me two sentences. Those two are equally weighted, so, you know, 
They should both be about a paragraph to two paragraphs long. So what did you think of the article? What did the, art what did the author say? Did they say something that really resonated with you? And what? Tell me about it and tell me why. So I'm really looking for you to analyze the article. I don't expect you to analyze it scientifically. I mean, you're not going to be able to perhaps dispute what they found. You, know, you don't have that kind of training for the most part. You're not going to be able to dispute it. But you can tell me, you know, what about their article worked really well or what didn't. That's really what I'm looking for in that section. And then finally, come up with three questions. So what, what would you like to ask this author? So what do you want to ask this author based on that? Maybe there's something, you know, what would this have been? What did they not explain? What, they'll come up with three questions. Again, about a paragraph for those three questions. And just tell me a little bit about why. So a question, here's the question, and here's a sentence or two telling me why I would like to know this. So don't just, get, let's just list three, question one, two, three. Question one, write it in the paragraph. Tell me a sentence or two as to why you thought that was important, and go on to question two. Again, usually these come out reasonable ones, getting full credit, are about two, usually about two to three pages. Uh, did we do this? Oops, sorry, there was one more. Sorry, point six on the back. Um, I do want it in paragraph format, so I've numbered everything here. Every once in a while, I will get someone who lists number one, my source is, and number two, and then we'll, why I picked this article. Write it, as a, write it as a more formal essay, although I'm not requesting a specific format to be done, but I'm looking for it to be written as a set of paragraphs. Not number one, not like a homework assignment where you'd write number one, number two, number three. Just write it as, as paragraphs. If you want to use headers and say, you know, source and say, you know, introduction or anything else, you can use that. But I'm looking for it to be written in a, as a set of paragraphs there. Um, I give you the due dates around the syllabus. So roughly, those might change slightly. I'll give you a warning a little, well in advance of them. There are three of these that we do over the semester, so one in September, one in mid-September, one in mid-October, one in mid-November, probably roughly if you look at the syllabus will be when they're due. So you've got a little bit of time. I give it to you now. For those who want to get a jump start, you might want to go look for an article now, knowing that probably whatever day I happen to pick, you know, a third of you will have a big exam in another class that day or as well or right around that time. So. I give you an advance if you want to look at it. I do know that most of you like to work on it the night before, so you'll at least have it that way. All right, we're getting there. We're almost done with these now. Quizzes. Uh, quizzes are about every other week on, the, on two chapters worth of material. I give you 15 minutes on them. These are all online, so I do do them on D2L. If you have not taken a quiz on D2L before, I'm going to go back to D2L here. If you go under assessments where we went to the Dropbox, there's a quizzes link. And you can click on that there. And that will load up the quizzes. They have tentative dates in there. Don't focus on those because if I don't finish the first two chapters in time, that one will get pushed off. I will change the dates and push that off. But there is a practice quiz up there. Don't worry about getting the answers right or wrong, but if you just want the experience, if you haven't taken a quiz on D2L before and you want to do something before you take the first quiz in a couple weeks, you can click on that. You can take it as many times as you want. You can keep going through it. It doesn't attach to anything in your grade, so it won't affect you. You can get a zero on it. But if you just want to have done it, have done it a couple times to practice through that, you can go ahead and take that practice quiz uh, as many times as you want. So there are going to be there's six quizzes up there. You'll see quiz one, two, three, and quiz uh, five, six, seven. 
Quizzes four and eight are actually ones that I do a little bit differently and I do in class. So those ones will be in class and I will give you reminders of those as to which days they'll be coming, coming up here. There are also a set of quizzes that are I call iTunes quizzes. They might be called photo of the day quizzes. Uh, photo of the day is a picture that I'll be showing. Normal, this, today we saw the syllabus when you came in. Real pretty to sit there and look at, right? Yeah. Uh, usually I have a nice pretty astronomy picture up there from a website that I use. And I give you quizzes on those pictures as well throughout the semester. There's four quizzes that will be scattered throughout, scattered throughout the semester uh, on those images. It'll actually include, let me switch over to today's image. Because this is normally what you'll see when you walk in. I'll have the picture of the day for whatever date it happens to be up there. Uh, I'm not associated with the website, so I don't pick the pictures. I never know what they're going to give me. They may, uh, we may be talking about stars and they may do a picture of one of the planets. They may do something from one of the Mars rovers. Then we'll talk about the Mars rovers for a couple minutes at the beginning of class. So whatever they happen to give is what I'll talk about the first couple minutes of class. And then I do have a quiz on each of these, starting with the 18th, you don't have to go back any further than that, but starting with the 18th and going forward every day until that. So I recommend taking a quick glance at them daily. I do podcast them. I do do a recording for these. That's the one I asked you to subscribe to. You'll get an audio. If you play the one for August 18th, which is up already on that podcast, you will hear my audio talking about this picture. Now, I don't own the picture, so I can't put the picture up on iTunes because it's owned by a gentleman from China. So I can't just put his picture up there without getting permission and trying to get permission every single day is just too much. So you go to the website to look at the picture where it's already been approved and then you can listen to my audio if you like if you want to hear me talk about any of the other pictures. So starting on the 18th, starting with today's is where they'll where they'll pick up for those quizzes. I'll give you the exact dates for the quizzes when we get a little closer when it makes it up to our, to our board here. This one, take a minute here uh, just to talk about what it is. Uh, this is Star Trails. This was taken in Indonesia. So you got nice volcanoes in the foreground there, uh, part of the Earth here. And out, at, out in the sky you actually see star trails. Now stars, that's showing the stars moving. So the stars move. You might notice this if you ever go out at night. If you notice Orion, usually a constellation a lot of people can recognize, the Big Dipper. A lot of ones a lot of people can recognize even before the class. So you go out and look at those. And if you go out and come back a couple hours later, you'll notice, wait, they were there, now they're here. They move quite a ways in just a couple of hours. Now, that's not the stars moving. They're still sitting exactly where they've been out in space. They do move. We'll talk about that later in the course, but very, very slowly. This motion is actually what you're seeing here is you're seeing the Earth rotating. The stars are really staying still as I try to trip over that. The stars are staying still but the Earth is turning and therefore we see the stars appear to make big circles around the poles of the heavens. In this case this is the south pole of the heavens because we're down in Indonesia down below the equator. So we're looking at the south pole. If you looked up north you'd see the north pole. You'd see a nice bright star there, Polaris very close to that central portion. That's the North Star, one other one that people sometimes at least have heard of. Uh, the Big Dipper would be in there, although very hard to identify constellations when you're looking at, at this. But thousands of years ago, it was thought that the stars were really moving around the Earth. The Earth was standing still 
And that's what we'll be talking about in our first couple of chapters. Some of the stuff that we'll be talking about is what we see in terms of stellar motions and what we used to believe in terms of how things worked. So a nice, actually in this case in a very appropriate picture of the day to start out the class with some of the material that we'll be talking about over the coming, coming weeks. All right, so I have that one to give out. Let me do, let me do one other picture because there's actually one more picture for today I'm going to show. And unfortunately, class started today, and this is already over. This was this morning. So this is a picture from this, would have been from this morning. Not that I took, that someone else took that I found. Uh, but couldn't, gi couldn't give you a really warning of this in advance, but there was what we call a conjunction of two planets this morning. And if you were up early and looked out to the east about 5.30 in the morning, before sunrise, before it got too bright, actually the planet Venus and Jupiter are very nice in the morning sky. They were very close together about a quarter of a degree. How big is a quarter of a degree? How do you do that? Uh, the moon is about half a degree in size, the full moon. So they were closer together than the diameter of the full moon. So when you looked out there at the sky this morning, you might have seen these two objects very close together rising off in the east. So normally if I know of something of that in advance, I try to let you know so you get a chance to go see it. Unfortunately this time it was a couple hours, it finished a couple hours before the class. Now if you go out tomorrow, morning, if it's nice and clear, you'll see them. They won't be quite that close together. They're already separating a little bit, but they'll still be relatively close. So if you look in the morning sky, you'll see those two bright objects out there. Those are actually two planets. That's actually Venus being the brighter and Jupiter being the fainter of the two. So you can still see those. There is also, and I'll remind you later in the week if I can, coming up this weekend, the moon is going to join them. So you're actually going to have two planets and the moon all very close together in the sky. I think it's either Friday or Saturday. It's going to be one day where they're really, really close together. So another nice sight to be able to see. Good thing here is you don't need binoculars, you don't need a telescope, you don't need anything else. You can just go out and look at these. And they're very bright objects, some of the brightest objects in the sky that you can see. So while I was doing pictures, I wanted to go ahead and at least show you one of what we kind of missed today. Unless you happen to be up early and anybody happened to notice it. I'd get to see it. I could see it driving in. And by the time I was getting here to campus, it was already getting too bright to really be able to see, to see anything. All right, let's get back to, we did quizzes. So the last thing here I want to go through, last paper I have to give you at least. And then you probably won't get any papers from me for a little while, so. Is what I have is a semester project. So not due till November, you got plenty of time. That doesn't mean file it away and forget about it till November because it kind of requires you to start right now. now Today would be wonderful since it's nice and sunny out there. But what I ask you to observe is to observe the sun over the course of the semester. Now observing the sun doesn't mean staring at it. You don't want to stare at the sun. That will damage your eyes. You know, all the little things they tell you are true. If you sit there and stare at the sun, that will burn out your eye. Now normally it doesn't make any difference because I don't know how many of you ever tried, but if you, try, if you accidentally look at the sun, you instinctively close your eyes and look away because it's so incredibly bright. But if you could actually look at the sun, it would do significant damage to your eyes. So that's not what I'm asking you to do. What I'm asking you to, to do is to observe the shadows the sun casts. So in order to do this, there's a lot of information here. I know on the second page there's some yucky math that involves trigonometry. Don't worry about that. We go through that. I do that in class for you. So we'll do that together. And I'll show you what buttons to push. You don't need to understand the trig to do it. You just have to know which button to push on the calculator. If you've had trig, you know all about it. If you've had any of that, any of that math, you know all about it. But 
Don't worry about that. Don't let that worry you. What you need to do right now for this project is really the last page is a data table. You don't even need to fill all of this in. What you need to start with as soon as you can is getting a date where you can see the sun. Make sure the sun is out. If it's cloudy and rainy, wait till the next day. You're not going to see a shadow. You're not going to at least not a shadow being cast by the sun. Today looks real nice, so if you don't have a class this afternoon, it'll be a real good day to get an observation. If not, any time here, you'd like to get you, get you one in the first week to two weeks, so you really get a nice base on it. But all you need to do is to record the date, the first column there, the time that you observed. What time do we need to observe? Well, we need to observe when the sun is highest in the sky, which is right now about 1.15. If you have a class at 1 o'clock class, you can observe a little before 1. Uh, within about a half an hour to 45 minutes of that, is, is works out pretty good. You don't want to go too far from that. You don't want to observe at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. You certainly don't want to observe at like 5 or 6. I have people sometimes doing, oh, it's light at 6 o'clock, I'll observe. It's light at 6 o'clock now, but come November, it's going to be dark at 6 o'clock. The sun will already be set. And you need to observe at a very consistent time. This is when the sun is highest in the sky and the shadows will be the shortest. So I say plus or minus half an hour is real good. If you have to go a little further outside of that on occasion, it won't hurt you too much. But don't go too far away from this, from this time. So record the time. Record the sky conditions. That's not too bad. Um, and ignore the last four columns. You don't need to do anything with those at all. What you need to do is to record the length of a shadow an object casts. And should have brought my object. Do I have a good object here to use? Well, we'll use this one. This will work. There's some, some criteria for the object. You want to use something that's like a box or a can. Don't use like a water bottle because a water bottle, you know, okay. I'm not very artistic. There's my water bottle. It, point, it comes to a point at the top pretty much. That's the extent of my artistic ability. So it comes to a point that throws off your shadows. You want something that's more of a box so it's uniform all the way across. A can works as well, will work as well. So here's a little box. You can use something like that. You can measure how tall it is. You measure its height. How many centimeters? How many inches? If you want to measure in inches, you can. So measure how tall it is. You put it out in the sun and then measure from the very front base of it. Don't measure the size of it. Measure actually from the front base of it to the edge of the shadow. That's it. Record that number down. How tall your object was, how long your shadow was. Record those two numbers and you're done. There's more to go later, but that's all you need to worry about for right now. That's all you need to worry about for this month and next month and the following month, pretty much. August, September, October, we won't be doing anything else except having you make observations. So if you get one early, that's great. I will probably be asking you to turn one in probably the very beginning of September. So I'll ask you, it'll be one of your assignments will be turn in your first turn in a solar observation, which means turn in the date, time, sky conditions, height and length of your, height of your object and length of your shadow. That's it. No other calculations or anything else involved. And that's just for me to, first of all, make sure you're getting started. And secondly, to see how you're doing. Make sure there's no major issues. I'd rather catch an issue with your observations in the beginning of September than I would when I'm grading them in November. Rather catch it and try to fix things at the beginning than at the end. So you can read through the rest of my information there. That gives you some basic background information. 
It talks about the calculations. It talks about some about the, what you need to do with the report that we'll be writing up at the end. But I'll talk about all that later on. Um, last couple things I just want to skim through as we've got like a minute or two left here. Submitting assignments, I give you due dates on them. They're due, oops, another typo. It shouldn't be midnight. I switched them to 6 a.m. so you can work all night if you choose to. So if you want to stay up all night and work on them, I'm not making you. But if you choose to work all, that, all night, you're welcome to. You can submit them in class. You can bring me a paper copy. That's fine for any assignment. You can also submit them digitally on D2L. I just ask you not to email them. I've got six classes this semester. Emailing them is just a disaster for me trying to keep track of where they're coming from. So if you submit, that's why I have a set up on D2L for you to submit them. Or you can, of course, always bring me in a paper copy here. Most of the rest of the syllabus, I have grading policy is a 90, 80, 70, 60. It comes out to 1,200 points if you add up everything. I do look at borderline grades within about a half a percent of the next highest grade at the end. They're not automatically rounded up. If you missed lots of classes, if you weren't turning in a lot of assignments, you know, and then a 79.9 can stay a C. If you turned in everything or almost everything, and I'm not going to hit you over one assignment or something, and you were here most of the time, yeah, you got sick a couple days, I understand. I'm not that picky on it. But if you were regularly missing class and you were not turning an assignment, missing a number of assignments, then I won't round it up. Otherwise, pretty much I will round those up if you've been here and been turning in assignments. Last thing I want to mention, because most beyond this is every, this uh, general syllabus stuff. This just gives each week what we're planning on, what I'm planning on doing. This is the week starting, so it'll say quiz one, August 25th. That means I have quiz one scheduled to begin the week of August 25th. It doesn't mean it's due on the 25th. Those are the weeks, the, the day the week begins. The assignments would be then generally be due at the end of the week. This is a guideline. I will put exact dates up on the board as to your exact deadlines for them. So I'm not going to bother going through all the rest right now. Uh, it talks about you know making up work, W grades, all of that. Uh, what absence are? Most of it is standard things that we're supposed to have to include in every in every syllabus. You've probably seen that before. I wanted to go through the things, of course, that were specific. So what I'm going to start on on Wednesday is we'll start on chapter zero. I will go through that and I will start that lecture. Then we'll be due to chapter zero Wednesday, Friday, and we'll do a lab with some of that material on Friday as well. So, questions? And I timed that just about right, 9.50, so I try to get you out of here on time so you can rush to the next one all the way across campus. So, have a good afternoon, rest of the morning, and I will see you on Wednesday.